0: No, my favorite Jesus statue of recent times was those homeless Jesus statues, where it was Jesus as a homeless dude, and he'd be wearing like a hoodie and stuff, so you couldn't see his face, but you could tell, because he had the stigmati in his feet, in his hands and stuff. You know, they had a couple variations of it, like one where he's laying on the bench and you see his feet, and then one where he's just sitting there and he's got his hand out for change, and one church had one of those and in their neighborhood someone called the police on it because they thought it was an actual homeless person. <laughs> so yeah,
1: right. that was a great one. Yeah, just so. like Jesus. They looked at the statue and then they thought to themselves like what would Jesus do right here? <laughs> he I gotta call the him. cops on this homeless guy. He would find some cops. Yeah. Jesus and was start constantly doing right that. away. <laughs> Jesus
0: would immediately start snitching. Code screech.
1: I remember that Bible story where Jesus goes to town and he sees the hungry and the needy, and he's like, "Can I get some soldiers up in here and <laughs> right. just get rid of these people? Like, I'm walking on the street. Come on, like." He, he's like,
0: "Can I just jack up their healthcare? I mean, just, you <laughs> right. know, they still have access to it, but." those pre-existing conditions. And he
2: sees the lepers out there and he's like, really what the Romans need to do is to cut funding for the first century version of the CDC. They
0: just need to put together a high-risk pool and maybe just, (laughs) you know, appropriate $15 billion for it.
1: (laughs) It does make a lot of sense now that when you think about it, if the Republican economic plans are based on the biblical principles, their plan was just to be like, hey, here's how trickle-down economics works. You take all the money and you put it in the baskets and then just everybody just has the money because of magic right it's just like the loaves and the fishes (laughs) you just put it in there and then it's like poof you just give it to the rich people and now there's everyone has enough loaves and fishes that they just have leftovers
2: and they're like how did this happen seriously
1: it's magical
2: tell me you guys are recording that that was awesome
0: You are listening to the Liquid Flannel Podcast, bringing you perspective from the plains. Y'all know me, Chuck, your boy. Um, joining me as usual... Man, I'm fucking it up. I wanted to are you Oh, you're doing good, perfect. dude. That was great. No, that was awesome. Okay, we'll go ahead. We'll go from there then. Joining me as usual is Brendan Williams. Brendan, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I need a catchphrase, man. You need a catchphrase. Yeah, we need to workshop this.
0: Y'all know me, still the same old C... But I've been low key, you know. One of these days I'm gonna get it right, and it's gonna sound so smooth. But until then, yeah, it doesn't doesn't
2: make a great hashtag
0: either. No, it doesn't, you know. But it it's starts like half a great tweet, rap. you know. You'll never forget about Dre. So, anyways, <laughs> and joining us in Arlington, Texas, as usual, is the great Matthew Hodges. Matt, how's it going, man?
2: I'm real good, man. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, really excited that the EPA is going to fire all their scientists and replace them with uh, industry executives. So mm-hmm. if I can just get myself an industry executive job, I'm going to be sitting pretty. Man, you know. Well, they should fire all the prison guards in Nebraska
0: and replace those people with prisoners, and it would become <laughs> the same thing, you know, so... We'll see how that goes <laughs> but we don't really get into that. we have a lot of stuff that we want to talk about so much stuff that we just got regulated again. again. It almost feels like an audit you know it's it's a drug test. it's almost unfair but well yeah no we'll
2: we'll release the results you know our, our tax returns as soon as we stop getting this referee uh, yeah. you know watching everything that we do.
0: Yeah, you know, if our president doesn't have to deal with this, this kind of regulation, this censorship, why should we? It's so unfair. <laughs> but but he has been sent to us today, so we will get a lightning round type of uh, discussion going. But first, we are going to dive a little bit into the uh, AHCA, which is
2: essentially the re- the repeal of Obamacare. It's, it's so. essentially the Make America Dead Again Act. Make
0: America dead, make America sick, not that sweet type of sick, but you know, physically (laughs) ill
1: all the time. Zombie Trump cares strikes back.
0: That's right, zombie Trump care. So, we will get into multiple aspects of that and a little bit more. So, without further ado, let's jump right in.
3: Uh, You're saying that the president is actually not able to think. Well, the problem, Lawrence, isn't just that his sentences don't parse and that his pronouns float around in search of antecedents. It's not just that he's syntactically challenged. Dwight Eisenhower occasionally was, although I think his opacity was sometimes tactical. It's not just that he's given to verbal fender benders. George W. Bush had his share of those. The question is whether or not the way he talks and the judgments he makes about matters of fact, history, for example, suggest that he really is not capable of sequential thought, which is rather alarming in a president. You add that to the fact that his, his demonstration. Lack of knowledge of American history, his recent talk about Andrew Jackson being angry about a civil war that occurred 16 years after he died, uh, suggests that, that again, he's a basic unfamiliarity not just with our past, but with our present. Remember during the Republican candidates' debates, he said once in defending the conservatism of his sister, who's a federal judge, he said that his sister had signed some of the same bills that Justice Alito had signed on the Supreme Court. Now, that suggests that he would flunk a sixth-grade civics exam because he suggested that federal judges and Supreme Court justices sign bills. This is rather alarming. I mean, if next week he comes out and says Grover Cleveland was a stern critic of the New Deal, on the one hand, we'll be all pleased and surprised to know that he knows there was a president Grover Cleveland, but there comes a point at which this manages to be ludicrous without being at all funny. When you have a president who doesn't understand the basic facts of American history, the basic realities of american governance and finds it impossible to put into simple declarative sentences what he's talking
0: about it was the congress the house that passed the american health care act right so. it's
1: the a h c a the acronym is so bad we that gotta throw
0: in an h to hook it up
1: even the republican there's like an official house republicans twitter account and it tweeted out the A C H A, it's the best. Atcha. And then they were like, "You can't even get your own. You don't even know acronym. the acronym. One for your one own letter away from right ache
2: now. if you spell it like that, which uh, is a pre age 16 condition under this bill. They're lowering the
0: expectation. They're like, we don't even care that you didn't even bother to read it. We just want you to read the title of it, just the fucking name of it. Yep, you know?
1: yep. Yeah. So they passed it in a in a surprisingly close vote I mean I guess not surprising since they failed to pass it previously so you knew it was probably going to be close but it was like 217 to 213 with like 20 something republicans declining to vote for it and every single democrat of course not not voting for it mm-hmm. it essentially appears like no one wanted this to pass they they made some minor changes to it the big question is like what changed between like when no one could vote for it to when it Just narrowly enough. passed. Right. Some dude, I th- I think it was some Republican from Ohio, went in and got them to make an amendment to give a paltry amount of money, like a couple billion it was, dollars. It was eight or billion
2: dollars, I think, to continue Medicaid Medicaid funding.
1: Right to say, like for the high risk pools, that if you have a pre existing condition and you're too expensive to cover, you go into the quote high risk pool, and we're going to give them an extra eight billion dollars. Which I guess their plan was that sounds kind of good if you go out and say it, right? That's all they want is they want to just be able to go and say, look, here, we made it a tiny little bit better. When you actually look at the numbers, you think, oh, 8 billion, that's like a lot of money. That'll go really far away. But when you look at like the millions and millions of people that live in this country – That have pre-existing conditions, you know, like cancer, like arthritis, like all this
2: Right, and these aren't cheap pre-existing conditions. This isn't—$8 billion would probably buy a lot of flu shots, but it's not going to buy a whole lot of ICU treatment for premature babies or uh, chemotherapy treatments for very many people.
1: The thing that makes very little sense is that they don't care that that's the truth. They know that this bill— cuts from everything in fact it cuts hugely from 800 billion or something from medicaid Medicaid,
0: to give tax breaks and then they
1: just go on tv and just say like what what's gonna happen like you're ripping insurance away from people and they're like the 800 billion dollars in cuts aren't gonna affect anyone's coverage (laughs) it's like well how could it not like where does the money coming from again it's just it's just magic money that they just pull out of thin air because they didn't even listen they didn't even wait for the congressional budget office to analyze the bill and tell them any of this information, which they could have done
0: if they wanted it to be DOA again.
2: What they've said is going to happen is that this is going to turn over to the states and the states are going to be able to make decisions. They're going to be able to take these uh, Medicaid block grants, but they're going to have more control over their own funding. The AHCA drops what happened under Obamacare and really the way that Medicaid has always worked, which is, The federal government is matching Medicaid spending. If you're looking at the states that have the highest numbers of people who are already using Medicaid and the highest number of people using pre existing conditions, these are already the states like Kansas, Kentucky, Texas, uh, Alabama, these places that already refuse to take the Medicaid expansion. When it happened under the ACA, the governors and the state houses of these states, they already don't have the money to pay for their obligations under Medicaid. They're not going to step up to the plate to replace this $800 billion that's been cut. That's ludicrous. I guess one thing that I thought was interesting,
0: in addition to all of that, was I, I kept seeing headlines for there being... Just about every kind of woman's issue would be a pre-existing condition now, you know, including, like, sexual assault and things like that, you know, going to get treatment for that, so...
2: Yeah, have you have you ever had to get a rape kit done because that right. exposes you to you know, and that's not not to try to equivocate, but you know, there are a lot of men who also are victims of sexual assault who may have had yeah you know, a risky sexual encounter where they went and got the prophylactic drugs that, you know, help keep you from contracting HIV. Just the fact that you've taken this drug, because the insurance companies don't care, they're paper pushers. Right. They're not doctors, they're not talking to people and saying did you ever actually contract HIV? They're just looking at the data that's easy for them to be able to put together their risk assessments and their their actuarial tables. Yeah, all they see is a procedure that's done and not an actual health outcome for somebody.
0: And all of those procedures have, you know, medical coding and there's, you know, a range of codes and the doctors can key in the most expensive one if they want to. Sure.
2: So Yeah, you know. which we know they do also because Because of the way health insurance works, hospitals get reimbursed for the most expensive version of a treatment, even if that's not what the patient received.
1: One of the Republican talking points is this bill is going to lower costs and lower premiums, which in one way it could because they're also lowering the standards of what constitutes a health care coverage. Obamacare raised those standards up quite high to say you have to cover maternity care, you have to cover pre-existing conditions, you have to cover all this stuff. You know, birth control and things like yep. that that the Republicans hated. It allowed people to have better coverage. Right. But now they want to just be able to say, like, oh, you could just do whatever cut rate, like, barely covers anything planned. Super high premiums, just, why not? You're right. trick people into paying you every month for this worthless insurance that has such a ridiculously high deductible that people couldn't even afford to pay it anyway Where the, to the point where the insurance would start kicking in.
2: And it's the same kind of extortion that... People complained about under Obamacare, except without the controls on premiums and without the controls on the basic minimum coverage that you got with any given plan, because they also built in this penalty that they're calling a disincentive that if you go without coverage for 63 days, you end up losing coverage for 63 days because you got laid off and Cobra insurance is so astronomically expensive, then Hmm. the insurance companies can put you into it there's a mandatory thirty percent penalty on whatever plan you pick up when you finally do get insurance.
0: Well and it's like if you leave your job and you're transferring to another job, those benefits don't kick in right away. It's usually sixty to ninety days and things. Absolutely. So you you have to get that cobra or else you're going to be penalized now, right? If it so. takes
1: you more than like an hour to find a job, then I guess you just deserve it. Yep. You know, <laughs> wow. right? It takes you several um, days to find a new job that has great health care. Like, pff, man, you just must not be trying hard. Enough. Well, even if you found
0: it, you still aren't going to get it in time. Right. right. It's the fucked up thing. Well, I but mean... then the
1: thing is, yeah. And so then, if you lose, if you drop coverage and you don't have continuous coverage for sixty three days, then what's the incentive to get back in they're going to charge you extra yeah. but yet they can't quote they can't deny you for a pre-existing condition i guess but they can charge you extra so oh, why yeah. not just wait till the last minute you know you're not exactly. solving any problem that's not lowering costs in well, any substantive way
2: well it's lowering costs for some people just not the people who are actually buying health insurance
1: everyone wants lower costs All the consumers want lower costs. Who doesn't want lower costs? All the healthcare companies don't want lower costs. So the idea that, well, we'll just allow healthcare companies to charge you astronomical amounts as penalties Mm -hmm. is going to make anything better. It's not going to improve anything except the bottom line. Of a multi-billion dollar healthcare company Mm -hmm. who's paying its CEO hundreds of millions, right? And its shareholders.
2: And by the way, their employees probably have super high deductibles on their health insurance, you know, because why not? There's no reason, there's no incentive for insurance companies to try to hold those costs down either.
1: Yeah, the the whole system, the incentives are just so backwards. And so to think that this is going to make anything better... It's just laughable because even their stated goal isn't <laughs> yeah. to improve healthcare in any way. It's to repeal Obamacare. So they don't yep. care how many people it hurts, how many millions of people lose insurance yeah. or lose, you know, coverage from their insurance that they used to think like, Oh, at least my birth control is covered. No, wait, no, it's not covered anymore. Right. We don't have to cover it. So you're you're paying extra out of your pocket every month for that.
2: And by the way, the other incentive was to cut taxes massively on the top fraction of a one percent. You know, the right, the right. way that this whole Medicaid cut ends up being revenue neutral, even though it seems like, I mean, OK, we're going to spend eight hundred billion dollars less on Medicaid. Like, no, we're just also going to collect eight hundred billion dollars less from the same executives who get to run these companies who make these decisions about people's lives.
1: Well, hey, you're going to get some money back, too. It's, like, maybe, like, 20 bucks. Like, boom. You're going to say no to that?
0: Yeah, man. That's, like, a pack of socks or something. You know? like, come on. This,
1: we're talking real money here. Don't don't pay attention to the fact that Donald Trump will get, like, a billion dollars back right. or whatever because he doesn't have to pay, uh, you know, and all his rich buddies. You know, you're going to get that 20 bucks. It's not
2: clear that he's been paying taxes anyway. Right. right. Well, what about that guy
0: Labrador. That went and had a town hall and said, nobody dies from not having oh, coverage. <laughs> it just gets booed to oblivion out there.
2: That's been happening all over the place. You keep getting these stories where these GOP representatives go to their town hall meetings and they just outright lie to people. Because you can't make a good pitch for this bill.
0: People that are dying too, you know, like people that have serious conditions. Yeah,
2: he's got his arm around this 14-year-old kid. This is a Republican representative, Tom Reed of New York, goes to his town hall. There's a 14-year-old kid who steps up and says, how can you tell us that this is a better health care plan when I'm at risk of losing my health coverage because of the pre-existing condition of being born with type 1 diabetes? And the guy puts his arm around him and was like, "Look, buddy, like this is all going to work out well for you. Like my son's got diabetes too, and it's like, okay, yeah, Tom Reed, your son's yeah. got insurance because you're a member of Congress,
1: right? You have government insurance, literally, like for life or whatever.
2: Right. You know, <laughs> like the only single payer insurance in the entire country are are is for the people who are voting." against anything like a reasonable not single payer, just some kind of more reasonable system that treats it like a marketplace. Well that's the shitty thing. I mean, you know, all of this is horrible, but it's just the fact that these people can't
0: even just, you know, own it. They can't even own it. They just stand up there and lie because they know how terrible it is.
1: Well, and they can't even own it to the fact that they proposed an amendment to say like all these rules apply to normal people, but not to members of Congress because like yeah. these rules are too restrictive, Yes, but which I guess it ended up getting repealed at the last minute or something. I don't even know what, oh, yeah. The, what happened. Yeah, pretty much unanimously,
2: I think, because they realized what a poison pill this is going to be for them going to the but midterm elections. The fact elections. that it was
1: even proposed right. is already a, a bad look for yeah, them, of course whether or was. not it got passed or whatever, because the whole thing is this whole law isn't going to get passed because no one actually wants to be responsible for passing it. And as soon as they passed it, they went and had their kegger on the White House lawn or whatever <laughs> right. where they just trucked in all the Bud Light and they said, like, we did it, we repealed Obamacare, we took away health care from millions of people. Yes. Yeah. And then at the same time the Senate's like, We're not even gonna consider this bill.
0: Yeah, so how how reasonable do you think it is to assume that this bill doesn't
2: pass in the Senate? Because I feel like there's just no way that it can. It cannot be. No, the bill as written is not going to pass in the Senate. Almost no way that it will pass they, in the. current They've already form. said they're gonna, just going to rewrite the whole thing. Right.
1: They'll propose their own bill, which maybe will take parts of this bill and you know kind of Frankenstein it together with whatever el- other ideas the Senate has that it thinks might be more palatable
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: kick it back to the House. But then theoretically- the House would say, well, this is like Obamacare light, and we can't pass it.
2: Right, yeah, that's when the House Freedom Caucus steps back in and, you know, six of their guns on the first draft of the AHCA.
1: You know, they squeaked this one by, and I think it might be one of those things where-
2: Only because they made it meaner. The The only reason it passed was because they made it more cruel and cut more taxes for rich people. That's the only reason the Freedom and Caucus went for it. did it before it. the CBO. Right, and did it before a CBO score came out. So that's the only reason it passed the House Freedom Caucus. You start to make it a little less ghoulish, and those people are probably going to start flopping back the other way.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it is possible that they might get to some sort of compromise that is terrible enough that everybody can, you know, enough Republicans can squeak by and, and slip it right out. It's hard to see it happening, but it is possible that it could happen. So... That's why I think it is important to call and tell people that you don't support this thing. Yeah. It's really easy to do. So many people are calling their congresspeople and their senators. Oh, yeah. The that, phone lines are
2: jammed over this. Right. Well,
1: the when the people pick up, they'll walk you right through it. It takes about 30 seconds. You just say, yep. like, I don't support this bill. I don't think the, the senator or the congressperson should support this bill. And they just go, like, all right, what's your name? We'll add you to the list. <laughs>
2: well, you uh, know, guys, it's as easy I mean. As that. I mean, besides uh, pretty much all old people living in red states and besides pretty much all women and besides pretty much any kid who was ever born with uh, diabetes or uh, some kind of learning disability or something like that. You know who I think the real loser here is, is Anheuser-Busch, because all of the MAGA hats hate Budweiser now because they ran that ad during the Super Bowl about how immigration is good but now all of the left hates Anheuser-Busch hates Budweiser because Bud Light was apparently the beer garden beverage of choice after this passed the house which it's amazing that they decided to take a victory lap after like one third of the process I mean it doesn't surprise me but you know Budweiser just can't win here this is
0: why I need to run for office, because that shit would just be Miller High Life right. all the way. <laughs> the champagne of beers. We're celebrating.
1: What would you? How would you feel if Trump's go-to beer of choice was, was Miller High Life?
0: You know what? I would say, Trump, as a fellow Miller High Life drinker, right. there's a certain code that we live by. <laughs> we want this to be the High Life for everybody. <laughs> now, you need to have a High Life Summit with me, and we can go through the particulars, but otherwise... We may have to yank your card on this. Hey,
2: Obama okay. did it with that uh, white cop who beat up that nope, black nope, professor we're not talking for no of, reason. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> not in that context at all. Dude, we are sitting down and say the terms. We're saying this is the reality. You have to live in it now or we will do everything we can to make your life uncomfortable. This is how it is. So, I don't know.
1: I think we can convince Trump to just switch to Goldschlager. Because it has gold in it? That sounds like his drink, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. speaking good times and strolling down memory lane with uh, the Affordable Care Act um, I'd found an article that had said you know that the Affordable Care Act had driven down you know personal bankruptcy in the United States and filings had dropped about 50% from um, about 1.5 million in 2010 to 770,000 in 2016 which Mm -hmm. was Which was pretty cool. I mean, the reason that bankruptcies – well, the article from the Consumer Reports basically broke it down. The three main reasons why um, bankruptcies went down were because, A, they had legislation that made filing for bankruptcy harder. But then (laughs) also there was uh, the rebound after 2008 to some degree.
2: Yeah, I was going to say because that was probably about the time that bankruptcies started to drop – uh, after all of the housing crisis stuff. Yeah. So you had fewer people filing for bankruptcy because of house debt mm-hmm. that they couldn't get rid of. Exactly. But it shouldn't have continued to descend really much past that point based on that because pretty much all of the all of the bankruptcies were out of the system. Right.
0: They said it was a slow and steady recovery following the housing crisis of 2008. But the final factor, according to Leibowitz, had been the Affordable Care Act which afforded health coverage to many more consumers and expanded protections for all. One of the things one of the studies that they had looked at was a study in 2014 from Daniel Austin, a bankruptcy attorney at and at the time, a professor at the Northeastern University School of Law. His team had selected a nationwide group of 100 bankruptcy filers meant to represent a cross-section of the U.S. population, studied their paperwork, and followed up with a survey asking the filers, basically, why did you have to file? Mm -hmm. But then um, his team's research found that medical debt is the single largest factor in personal bankruptcy, but they didn't just stop there. They also in addition to the nationwide group isolated 100 bankruptcy filers from Massachusetts and why do you think that that would be just off the top of your head any guesses
1: cuz that's where the romney care was romney
0: care absolutely yeah, oh you know. yeah so um, because the citizens had gotten the romney care the differences between the two groups were striking according to the study even though the massachusetts filers owed substantially more in unsecured debt debt not backed by home car or other assets than the counterparts in other states, they reported less than half as much medical debt, which is also unsecured.
2: So I'm betting that the unsecured debt is coming from something like student loans or something. Oh, I mean yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah, you know, ha- yeah, oh
0: yeah, Harvard, UMass, all that stuff.
2: You bet. Yeah, you bet for sure. But less than half of the the medical debt that was owed by the people in the other the other samples that they looked at.
0: Right, the average medical debt in Massachusetts was around, you know, $3,000 compared to the nationwide average of 8,500. Wow. So that's cool. Those are some of the good old days that we can look back to. It'll be interesting to see how bankruptcies happen under, you know, hopefully what is one term of Trump if that, but you know.
2: Well, I was gonna say, I mean, I mean, I think the thing that you're supposed to do when you go bankrupt now is just open a different casino. Oh, and oh man, I've been getting it wrong all these years. Right. For that one, either. Have
1: you tried? Yeah. Have you tried like opening them in like uh, the Philippines? Oh
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, so. you
1: haven't licensed your name for use in the Philippines yet, man. You oh, guys are man. missing out. Everybody's
2: doing it. Yeah. Oh no, I've i thought I've totally licensed place. my name. It's it just like there's a. There's, like, one street cart that's using it, and it's it's a really unflattering caricature of me. Like, I'm not super happy with how this... looks. You got to start really somewhere. Out. <laughs> it's going to be really
0: interesting to see how this goes. I feel like, you know, of course, the American people are the real loser unless we can actually push to get something that represents, you know, the greater amount of people, but I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> It seems pretty deadlocked for bullshit.
1: Well, and that's the craziest thing is that you know, if there was anyone who could come in to a situation and get single payer health care passed, it was Donald mm-hmm. Trump coming into this, right? He's mm-hmm, coming sure. in saying, like, I'm gonna cover everybody, I'm gonna take on the Washington establishment. I'm gonna fight the Democrats and the Republicans. I'm the greatest deal maker of all time.
2: He's right, I'm gonna force him to like it.
1: You know, he Bernie in
0: the. Williams. I'm not
2: gonna be. I'm not gonna be beholden to Paul Ryan's terrible policy objectives <laughs> right. of basically just gutting the welfare state. Right. Yep.
1: I'm not gonna cut Medicare. I'm not gonna do it. You know, I'm gonna cover everybody. And it's like, if he wanted to do that, I would love for him to try to do that. It would be amazing yeah. if he could come in and just say, you know what. I looked at the plans. This is the best plan single payer. It drives mm-hmm. the costs down. It's the lowest cost to administrate. Every other country in the world does it except us. They seem to be doing all right.
0: And his as busted right. ass fans would benefit from it. Right. And they would like it. And they would Absolutely. be like, see, finally, someone was going to do this. You right.
1: Know? He would have, yep. v- yeah, he would have totally vindicated himself. He could have been the greatest president of all time coming in and pulling that move right that would have been a stunning move what if the what if he he said
2: he could have done done that in any number of different areas (laughs) that's true come in and say look i'm not beholden to the democrats i'm not beholden to wall street i'm not beholden to the republicans i'm gonna come in and actually hashtag m-a-g-a and we're gonna get some of these smart policy proposals in places that you know we've been we've been fighting about from a you know this partisan bickering for years, but that's no, nah, <laughs> remember dropped some legislative bows. Remember
1: you know? when he first got inaugurated right? and he was like infrastructure?
0: We're oh, yeah. doing
1: it. You know, number oh, yeah. one yeah. number one priority. I haven't infrastructure. heard sure. anything about that lately. <laughs> <It's> just,
2: <laughs> yes. yes. Well, it's because they can't do infrastructure until they do until they do tax reform and tax reform isn't gonna work until they do something about Obama. Health care.
0: But yep. do you think that they're gonna spend four years doing something about this? Do you think or I don't
2: Man, I don't. You know, it's it's hard to tell right now. It doesn't seem like they can get a whole lot done. Even the bill that they passed and had a had a beer fest right. over is gonna go to the Senate and get completely rewritten. What if so, he's secretly I mean, thinking?
0: I'm going to give these clowns two tries to get this through. And then after that, <laughs> yeah. then I'm going to do.
1: He's already got Trump ca- Trump care, single payer you know. pre-written. I don't know you
2: guys. I mean, <laughs> do, do you remember right after the election everyone was saying like, no, never Trump hashtag I'm with her. And you had a bunch of people on Twitter and on Facebook saying like, look, just give him a chance, you know, give him a yep. chance at a certain point. give her a chance. I mean, I think Brendan's right. I think, giving him a chance was looking to him to actually shake things up, actually go for something, you know, innovative and something that would disrupt the current system. And I don't know how much more patience I have for giving him a chance. Like, we just have to wait for him to fuck up. Like, three or four more times, you guys, and then he's going to turn it all around. Yeah. The pivot. The pivot right. that everyone's been waiting for since yeah. mid-2015. That's the
1: that's the whole Trump problem is that everyone keeps trying to attribute, like, logic to his actions, yeah. and you just can't. <laughs> right. It's just not. Just wish, it doesn't work that way.
0: I just wish that the Democrats could, like, get elected into office not from a result of the Republicans fucking shit up for four to eight years i mean that was literally <laughs> why we got obama was because of all those wars right you know and just thinking man, right. all this the stuff wars and the financial
2: there. collapse financial yeah.
0: collapse all of that and now i mean we democrats have a chance to gain some seats here over this kind of stuff but it's always like man people are going to be severely affected right
1: well and it again they're, they're winning or they're primed to win or whatever only as a result that everyone hates Donald Trump so much, yeah. right? It's not because they're so amazing and yeah. people are flocking to them. It's because people are fleeing from Trump and saying, "Well, anything else, I'll vote for anything else.
2: Right. Luckily, we have the strong leadership of Nancy Pelosi <laughs> who, when asked recently, is single payer going to be on the Democratic Party platform for 2018? She said, no, absolutely Actually, not. What, she's, like, nope. what she said was like yeah. states'
1: rights or whatever was like, I'd like to see some states try it first or whatever. What? Which was <sighs> like great, great talking yeah, point you know right what? there. Oh,
0: Nancy. You know what? It's time for her to be gone. <laughs> I don't know. It's time for anyone <laughs> that thinks that way right. to be gone. I mean.
2: It's time for most of the Democratic Party to be gone. Right. Honestly. I mean, they can if be they're gone not going to offer anything I'm gone. I'm in already the form. Gone. <laughs> yeah, if they're not going to offer anything, exactly. If they're not going to offer anything by way of a better policy platform, right. Their voters are who's gone. Yeah,
0: it's like Republican light, less racist Republican. That's not what I'm interested
1: right. in. Right, so. but I just, I just right. hate all this game theory stuff where you put yourself into that situation where you say, like, you know what. I'm not gonna vote if they're a, if they're a Democrat, but they're a crappy Democrat. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna vote for him because like I'm voting for my principles all the way. Yep. But then people on the other side are like, I don't care. I'll vote for Trump. I'll vote for Trump even though I know he's unqualified just because mm-hmm. I just want to win. They're like, you know? I'd vote
0: for Ted Kaczynski if right. he was able. They're like, know. I'll <laughs> vote for anything. I'll, if
1: Hillary Clinton runs for a Republican, I'll vote for her. Right. You know, I don't care. Ted Kaczynski knew
2: something about the Constitution. <laughs> right.
3: More qualified. The Unabomber. Oh, man, that was next. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I think, you know, and that leads us to, you know, w- one of the things we we're going to talk about is the election in France recently. Oh, yeah. And I think this type of political situation – is what we're seeing the result of now in, in France where they just had an election where the two major political parties from France have, who have been in power for decades and decades both lost in the primary to two upstarts mm-hmm. from the far right with Marie Le Pen from the National Front, which is like a literally like Nazi-affiliated, mm-hmm. yep. h- historically like white supremacist, Nazi-affiliated party. Yeah. Which they went through a rebrand now, so they're like... It's just anti-immigration. Yeah, we're like young, hip Nazis now. It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm not your great. I'm not your daddy's Nazi. Right.
2: Like Richard Spencer said, like the reason I don't call myself a Nazi is because it doesn't really sell well with the demographics I'm interested right. in. You
0: know, it, this kind of stuff is funny, though, in France. It's like the French people have... That that French, that National Front party or whatever that Le Pen was kind of running from. Those guys were pretty vocal in 1998 about how anti-French the French soccer team was. I'm sorry, this isn't <laughs> a had to throw a little
1: sports in here for the people. I no, it's good. You to, you know, the re- the true history of the National Front because party.
0: the because the French national team that year was mostly black, and they were from, you know, like French Guiana and from, like, West Africa and everything. They were immigrants, you know, and the star of the team, Zinedine Zidane, his family was Algerian immigrants, and that team ended up winning the World Cup, so it's like the least French team to French purists was the team that, the only French team that had the most success, you know.
2: (laughs) He got kicked out of the World Cup. For headbutting, but it was the most So, (laughs) I mean, maybe, maybe LaFront National is right. Those (laughs) immigrants are
1: violent, man.
2: Yeah, seriously. Oh, shit. We're getting a, I think we're getting a (laughs) high sign from, oh no. Uh, That dude's back. I I think it's happening. I don't
0: think, I thought he wouldn't be back because I literally sent him back in the mail. (laughs) So.
2: I guess in they, pieces. No, this is like the the T1000. Guys, our ref is back. Um, okay. You wanna you wanna come back and deal with this this regulatory environment? Yeah. After a break.
0: We're sorry to the fans, but we're gonna have to do this. It's the only way for us to stay on the air. So we'll take a quick break here, and then we will uh, get this guy situated.
3: <laughs> Regulators. Regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep.
2: Regulators!
3: Mauna!
1: It was a clear black night. A clear white moon
3: warmer. G was on the streets. trying to Well, alright. Again,
1: people... we are becoming victims of the overregulated society. Because
2: thanks, Obama,
1: we've got the podcast ref up in here saying <clears throat> that we just ramble on too long about health care.
2: I'm done Are blaming we- Obama for this, you know, because Attorney yeah. General Jeff Sessions would have a lot of sway in reducing this regulatory environment on free speech. Well, this game. dude, Save all the I game. could say is
0: this regulator's lucky that we're not podcasting out of the deep south because, <laughs> yeah. you know, when people from the government start walking by, you know. People start getting their stuff getting serious, yeah. you know. That's I think right. we may have
1: to take this podcast offshore, maybe off planet. You know, <laughs> off, <tuned>. offshore,
0: <laughs> off planet
2: podcasting. We're yeah. working on it. Space people.
1: podcasting, it's the true freedom.
0: Big things for twenty eighteen.
2: But it's probably that probably would be the main innovative thing we've ever done in podcasting was actually taking it to space. <laughs>
0: This guy's already tell us we need to move along but basically again we've been we've been constrained we have been our, our freedom of speech it hasn't been silenced but it's being f- heavily formatted right now so This is the slippery um,
2: the slippery slope people you know Yeah we are on it that right starts? now so, all right,
1: so let's uh let's start the game and let's see uh, how many stories we can get in before uh before the b- clock runs out here. All
0: right, let's do all it. Right. We're going for a new record. Whatever the last one is, we're shattering that right now. So
1: Alright, so let me start it off with some amazing news that yeah. the Trump administration has ordered the FDA's televisions all to be tuned to Fox News <laughs> and never anything else.
0: Oh my goodness. You yeah. know, we, we only can get one perspective.
2: Yeah, did they have some kind of contract with Fox News or something? Like, where they, did they this should, come from? Anything other than him yeah. being a Fox News grandpa? They I'm should improving be improving your feedbacks. ratings. You know, do right. I get a hat now?
1: He's gonna ask him for money after this. He's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing my part. Oh right, you yeah. gotta contribute. Yeah, because <laughs> right. uh, Fox like,
2: News ratings they are tanking ever since they, uh, I think, very wrongfully terminated Bill O'Reilly. Because um, I mean, who among us hasn't? jerked off on the phone uh with a with a female coworker that you barely know
0: oh yeah oh yeah and you know what i'm actually going to put this ref i'm going to call a special audible to the ref right now he's looking at me like you know he's he's wondering where this is going to go he's going to wave <laughs> but that it's flag just i'm building a bridge of getting it out of his pocket <laughs> because at the same time that trump is mandating that the fda only play fox news you know, the TV Newser uh, article came out saying conservatives are appreciating NPR and losing faith in Fox, which is huh. a little bit Alanis Morissette style. It's a little bit uh, is it, <laughs> ironic. I don't know. Well, it's
2: also a little bit NPR is getting kind of frustrating these days because they're so fundamentally dedicated to presenting both sides of a story that right. no one will take a position you know unfortunately, I mean, some of the podcasts are good about it but <laughs> even the npr politics podcast they'll talk about you know this is what it looks like strategically if the republican party does what they're doing right now this is this is may this is how it may play out in the 2018 or the 2020 election but they won't say and this is a bad idea you know And I think it's because their funding's up on the chopping block, but it's going to be up on the chopping block whether they take a position or not. We're getting a whistle on the Equal Time Doctrine. We're we're getting a whistle.
0: We're getting a whistle. (laughs) All
2: right, that's it. That's it for them. Okay.
0: (laughs) We could have pulled a double audible, but, well.
2: um, Well, because I was going to say, speaking of
0: the chopping block, um, Trump is suggesting that, the uh, federal funding for HBCUs that's historically black universities and colleges or colleges and universities, it might be racist against white people and therefore unconstitutional. It might be looking <laughs> in chopping that funding so um yeah, because right,
2: that's you know. it, it's it's more than just a federal designation it's actually those are actually indoctrination centers for you know. Black Panthers and black lesbians, and probably the anarchist black block, too.
0: And white kickers and quarterbacks that can't right. go to big time schools <laughs> you know <laughs> because those are the widest dudes right. on a historically black college football team i but,
1: love i love that this came so, full circle from where conservatives went from saying like black people at our schools get out of here get your own school right to then being like okay fine we'll make our own school and then be like why you guys have your own school that's racist that's racist <laughs>
0: and i don't know why you're getting money from the government
1: yeah so. For school, <laughs> no. the government shouldn't be paying for school, and how's how, when schooling ever helped anybody?
0: Yeah. Okay. So this ref has taken offense to that because it seems oh. like this ref actually went to Florida A and I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was a kicker. Who knew? Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Next. Next story.
2: All right. All right. No, I'll, I'll I'll jump in here. Let's see. Let's see how much time the ref puts on the clock. There's been some, uh, there's been a lot going on in France, right? Um, Sacre bleu. I don't, I don't really follow France too much unless we're talking about food and maybe the fashion of skinny women wearing all black. Uh, But it sounds like they had a some kind of an election recently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, they did have an election. Uh, was it for prime minister? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, were they elect cardinal? Right. What was were it? they uh, were they
2: re-electing the the cardinal Richelieu? As if it was like
0: port authorities.
1: So. One of my one of my favorite things about this election <laughs> was that it because uh, far right uh, proto Nazi uh, Marie Le Pen. Marie Le Pen was running. Uh, Trump fans were just flocking to her, saying, like, she's the future. She's going to do the Frexit. That's where France leaves the UK yeah, or whatever. Right, right. Um, Several
0: U.S. politicians right. wed to meet her or something.
1: Oh, absolutely, including yeah. uh, Steve King from Iowa. Who, oh, Steve uh, King. the one I
0: hate the most. Yeah,
1: he's real bad. Uh, so all of these Trump fans were pretending to understand the French political system <laughs> and just say, like, post your Le Pen memes and stuff. And mm. then right before the election uh mysteriously the uh, opposing candidates campaign got hacked and the emails got leaked or whatever but turns out french people email each other and they use french isn't that crazy (laughs) right i don't know why it seems like it would be so much harder for them instead of just using english but i guess that's just how they do it over there yeah and all these trump fans are trying to like run google translates on, right. like, th- thousands of, of French emails. Documents and yeah. shit. I can't wait till they find the French word for pizza. It's going to be amazing. Oh,
2: Where dear. you end up with, with alt-right Twitter guy, Jack Pr- Prosobiec, posting this, this info dump and saying, like, oh, man, like, Macron just took out a huge life insurance policy. And anybody who can actually read a little bit of French is looking at it going, no, that's the agreement that campaigns sign for campaign expenditure insurance with the government it's a standard form and also like would it be a problem for somebody who's about to be the president of the fourth largest economy in the world taking out a life insurance policy like what was that even supposed to prove why
1: would why would he why would his life be threatened i don't know yeah it's just because he's the president of france that's weird (laughs) right
2: well Uh, and then it turns out that the uh macron (laughs) campaign anticipated May have anticipated that they were going to be hacked by That's right. what I think we can pretty safely assume. I'm not uh, Louise Mensch here, but I think we can, <laughs> you know, we can speculate a little bit. about... I don't know. You got a
0: haircut. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that this was probably Russian hackers, and part of the reason you can be kind sure of sure that is because WikiLeaks was blasting it all over the place. There wasn't anything in there. It came out too late to affect anything, and it turns out that. The French aren't as horse racy. They're not as right. sports teamy about this as we are.
1: Right. Well, one of the craziest things that I learned is that uh, all these articles are coming out now saying, like, who is this guy that's the president of France now in an election that nobody actually cared about this candidate because it was all about <laughs> how terrible the other candidate was. Right. Right. Uh, so now they're like, who is this guy? And they're like, turns out he's uh, pretty weird. He's like the youngest <laughs> prime minister or the youngest president of France since Napoleon's nephew. Right. Um, And he's 39, but his wife is like 64 and was also his drama teacher in high school. Right, right. And they hooked up after high school or whatever.
2: They hooked up during high school, but then had to stop because his parents objected. Oh, Um, really? But what's funny about this story is that this was only a big story in America. Because the French are right. sexually a little bit less repressed than we are. Uh. So for them it was like, Yeah, that was kinda weird, but right. it's naturally. I mean,
1: the, the all the Trump fans thought like, oh, this is perfect. It's just like Wienergate or whatever. Right, right. You know, you gotta just tie the emails together yeah. with the sex scandal or whatever, and then boom, There's your candidate just be explodes. Dick pics. And <laughs> France is like, That's like not even a sex scandal at all like i don't even know what a sex scandal in french (laughs) politics would be really it doesn't seem like that's really an issue that really they care about on the same level
2: if most so, men in France are not sending their dick to at least one secretary a week, it's uh, you know you get made fun of when we're drinking yeah. wine together. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like mandated so by the this, French this government. regulator like... said we don't
0: have to skip o- onto another subject, but we've got to stop these oh, accents. Yeah, I thought that guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> like... I forgot that guy was there. He's really. <laughs> well, I think he fell asleep. He was a like, bit. "Tell me more," because he's got mixed feelings about the French. Students, so <laughs> well, I don't know why he mentioned well, it. Well,
1: Chuck, here's here's one. Let's let's. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Let's Purpose. bring it out on a high note
2: do we have time yeah. can we get a can we get a ruling from the ref on that do we have time for a high note here you failed prepare for sudden death oh the ref says he will allow it okay sounds like we're going to sudden death alright what's our Who sudden knew? death high note compassion
1: forget the high note yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I got I got one here yeah Meet the teenage girl who wants to be a Boy Scout. This is a story on NPR, uh, on Weekend Edition. And there's an 11-year-old girl, and she wants to be in the Boy Scouts because she likes the stuff that they do. Sweet. And yeah. I guess that's not allowed for some reason. I don't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, in It's kind of in the
0: name. Girls can be Explorer Scouts, but at least in the United States, it was kind of girls couldn't be in boy scouts right and i had
1: learned you know from this article it says most other countries have completely done away with this concept of having separate like scout type organizations like it would be ridiculous to have or probably they just opened
2: up the market where it's not gender coded anymore and there are probably a whole bunch of different organizations that focus on different things you'd have like the outdoorsy knot tying whittling one and you have the I don't know, horseback riding and quilting one. Cupcake making, domestic one. Uh, Right, right. right.
0: Yeah, the article said that she had been involved with scouting since she was four years old when she began tagging along with her older brother to Cub Scout meetings. Since then, she's been an unofficial but enthusiastic member of Troop 414 in Manhattan. So That's great. She's been putting in the work, going on the
2: campouts, doing the activities. I mean... I think Lord baden Powell would absolutely poop himself if he knew that that was happening. Uh, but sure. I've got to see this as kind of an expansion of the freedom that the national organization has given to troops to say, you know, here are our official policies, and different troops are allowed to kind of set their own charters a little Have bit. Have some leeway. Yeah. You know, so. and and that that all came that all came out uh, during the. You know, over the past few years, that they've changed rules having to do with homosexual scouts, uh, you know, gay scout leaders, trans scouts, and now you've got you get this little gal who, I mean, 11's nineteen, okay, that's tween. She's teenage, uh, right? But you know, she she just wants to be a boy scout, She's and I think that's learn. great,
1: right? And I mean, yeah. some people are like, I don't want to sell cookies. I'd rather like go camping, and
0: <laughs> sell hiking shitty popcorn, and, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I hated selling that popcorn, man. But
1: yeah, I mean, so in a organization where on one side you've got like camping and hiking and canoeing and like whitewater rafting and rappelling rock climbing. Yeah. And then on adventure. the other side, you've got like selling cookies. Basically, right. and like, I don't know, like what sewing and stuff like the, the Girl Scouts don't do a lot of camping and hiking to the level that the Boy Scouts do.
2: Not so, to the level that the Boy Scouts do. It definitely depended on the troop because I know uh, my sister was a Girl Scout and her leaders were pretty cool. They, they wanted to get them outside, too. But, yeah, it did have a lot to do with this domesticity stuff that Boy Scouts doesn't do. That's all about, I don't know, survival skills and learning about Indian heritage. Right. And
0: being a better citizen and those kind of things, you know. And I think it would be
1: a stronger organization with all that together, right? Right. Rather than trying to keep it separate because, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, in a society where you want to have gender equality, it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: essentially what you're inventing is 4-H at that point where it's, you know, citizenship and outdoorsmanship and good life skills and leadership None of those start with an H. I don't remember what the 4-Hs stand for, but it's basically the same organization at that point. Right.
0: So the ref uh, is telling us to call it quits there, but that he will let us go out on that high note still, Brendan. Overtime. And, you know, nice. We can go from a story where we're talking about the youth with many years ahead to uh, a character that has Breathed its last breath, according to the creator.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> boom. So, yeah, the creator of Pepe the meme frog, who a lot of Trump fans use uh, in their in their memes. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's, uh, let, let's give
2: a, a a brief history of Pepe here. So, Pepe was a character on this web comic created and, by Matt Fury. Yep, by Matt Fury and. For whatever reason, kind of took off as a meme, starting on 4chan and then percolating into Reddit, which is how all memes flow. Then they make their way to you know Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. Uh, and people would talk about you know this currency in Pepe's. They would talk about rare Pepe's that you know people hadn't seen before. It was this big kind of jokey meme economy until the Trump campaign started, when this character got associated with. Maga hats, ultra nationalism, and in some really ugly circumstances, you know, homophobia, white supremacy, uh, a lot of misogyny.
1: Well, just anything, right? I mean, the the goal is basically just to be as offensive as possible. So whatever you could do to be super offensive for the lulz, yeah, then you win, right? Uh, so the creator of of Pepe, who you know created him in a comic to just be kind of a joke of like a just like a stoner dude who loves everybody. But, you know, people are weirded out by him because he likes to pee by taking his pants all the way down. And then he says, (laughs) they're like, why do you do it? And he's like, it feels good, man. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the character. And then it somehow became about racism. It's like, why do
2: you want to kick all the Muslims out of the country? (laughs) Feels good, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so the creator now has, he stopped using him for a while because he was like, I'm not cool with this. This was not what I intended here. Right. And so now he has finally he has written a comic you know showing Pepe in a coffin mourned by his comic <laughs> companions. Yeah. So he's gone on to that meme dumpster warehouse in the sky. In the sky.
2: Ah, uh, that's you know. that's never gonna. Ha- that's not how meme economy works, though. I mean, <laughs> right? I real memesters, they're like uh, they're necromancers. You know, they bring oh, yeah. back dead stuff. They resurrect. You know, Absolutely. like Lazarus and shit. So. Right.
0: It's pretty bad.
1: Man, that's like some <laughs> cyberpunk. I'm, I'm the 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 ideas are just flowing right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. this
2: is what Neil Stevenson is writing his next book about. You know, where you just got these memes that won't die. Yeah. No
0: matter how much you kill it try to kill it. Oh dude. <laughs> yeah. That's the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, the digital zombie
1: apocalypse. You know, tweet tweet uh zombie uh cyber Necromancer Pepe at oh, Neil yeah. Stevenson on Twitter. <laughs> and while you're there, hit up liquid underscore flannel too. oh absolutely.
0: <laughs> That's great. We should just kick this ref out of the house now, Brendan. I feel kind of uncomfortable with him here, so um <laughs> let's send him out and let's wrap up the show. So uh You know, thank you everybody for joining us one more week here. This was episode 35. And follow us on Twitter at liquid underscore flannel. Definitely like us on iTunes and SoundCloud and share us and leave comments, leave notes, constructive criticism, criticism, everything like that. And uh, follow us individually on Twitter too. You can find me at Shaggy2Trope brendan where can they find you
1: they can find me at brendan williams with one l
2: and matt where are you at i'm at matt the great and i wanted to add that next week we may have a treat for you if everything works out a oh, guest yeah. who works on automated vehicles and wants to come on and talk to us about that and urban planning and also just automation and how that's going to affect the the economy generally
0: yeah You don't want to miss it, so tell your friends, tell everybody to tune in, and we will see you next time.
1: trust.